To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello, all you beautiful people. We're back for episode 16 of the Diz Insider Show. And no, not myself. No, not Derek Self. It's the both of us. Hi. We are here. We're back. We are so sorry for not being together. Also, I'm so sorry for saying Kevin Brana instead of Kenneth Brana. <laughs> Everyone loved That's that. That's the first thing that happened. I like I texted you. I was like, hey, I finished the episode. And you're like, Kevin yeah. Brana. And yeah. I was like, no. Kenneth Brana sent me an email. He's like, that fucking Derek. Sorry, Kenneth. Uh, we know you're a avid listener, so no, we'll, uh, we'll we'll try to get your name correct next time. Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot to talk about today, um, but before we talk about the things you want to hear, we're going to talk about the things you don't want to hear, and that's about us. How you been? <laughs> I'm okay. Um, uh, been so busy. I think so you and I busy. both have. Yeah, you know, with with work and life and you're getting ready to move which is awesome yes because you're going to basically be my neighbor yes which is that's not coincidentally by the way yeah right (laughs) um but there is something that i was going to say regarding oh yeah um your guys's gifts they are packed they are packed but uh i can't really do anything and skylar can't really do anything until i close on my house in about another couple weeks so I know we keep pushing it back, but this one is for sure. Like, we're going to start as soon as I... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I love that I they loved the hearing that on the I drive. got the burps. Um, yeah, so we'll get we'll start sending those out when I get my new place because addresses and stuff change. So Yeah. But just know, they're packed now, so there's the big update. They're packed, and they're ready to be received by you so you can enjoy them and love them forever. Um, we're excited for you to get them. We appreciate you guys sticking around with us. Um, once the once we get into our new studio, I mean, there's going to be so much more things for you guys and incentives to stick around. We're so excited. Um, yes, and then all of this website and Patreon income will go back into equipment. Yeah, and uh, we're super excited to see where it goes and uh, stick around with us because you guys are going to be a huge part of it and what we do moving forward. We're going to talk about the news, and there's been some good stuff in the news. There's been some bad stuff, but whether or not you want to call this good news or bad news, that's up to you. But uh, Derek, you want to take this one away? You wrote this one up. Yes. So I mentioned last week um, about Black Widow moving to Premier Access, which I said was total horse crap, that it would even try to make that move. And literally that night after I finished recording the podcast, um, Disney changed a lot of their dates. Um, in Black Widow for one, it moves to, where is it? Oh, okay. So Black Widow moved to May 7th, 2021, which caused a domino effect on all the Marvel films coming out next year. Shang-Chi moves to July 9th and Eternals will get another November slot, but next year, November 5th, um, who knows what this means for 2022 Marvel films or if they keep their release date. But, I mean, this seems pretty... There was nothing that those release dates took away from. So I don't see why 2022 shouldn't have their dates already yeah. not not messed with. And we're, we're all, all signs say that, you know, Thor Love and Thunder is going to start shooting early next year. So that really Spider-Man 3 also. Yeah, and then Doctor Strange is filming in November. Yeah. So 2022 should be okay. Not to mention all the Disney live action remakes they're working on. 
um, all, all sorts of stuff. So 2022 shouldn't be affected as of now. Who knows what we're looking at next year, but I think we should be okay. Yeah. What are some other titles that got moved? Oh, man. What Everyone's favorite musical, <laughs> West Side Story. They need to get Ansel out of there. They need to recast. <laughs> I don't know how you recast and reshoot a full movie like that. It's that. I've never seen Steven Spielberg do that, but I guess that might be the right move. But they've kept it. Disney's done a Disney and maybe Ansel's people have done a really good job keeping all that scandal stuff quiet. I mean, yeah, you haven't heard about it since. Yeah, just that one day where it all came out and that was it. Um, that got moved to you know, of almost a full year later to December 10th, 2021. I heard good things about the film. I haven't heard any test screenings because of COVID they've stopped. They actually recently started doing like, I guess they're doing digital test screenings for some films right now. Oh. I, I forget which one recently tested, but a film recently tested really well. I have to, I have to try and remember which one it is. Maybe I'll figure it out. Uh, they also moved Death on the Nile, which we're both looking forward to. Stars Ken, uh, uh, Kevin Brana. Kevin Brana, directed and starring Kevin Brana. <laughs> yeah. um, they moved that just a couple months back. That's going to... Uh, My wife's birthday. December 18th, 2020. Uh, other films that, I mean, I guess we kind of care about are The Kingsman got pushed to February 26th, 2021, while The Empty Man moves from October 23rd, or no, uh, does go move to twenty. October 23rd and there deep. you go yeah thank you uh deep water a movie I could care less about sounds like a shark movie yeah I I, it's, I think it's the Ben Affleck uh our Anna de Armas Anna de Ar- oh Anna de Arms that's what I call her Anna de Arms <laughs> it's Armas. wrapped around Ben Affleck <laughs> uh that moves to August 13th if you care uh some okay so there's a couple interesting things Soul is sticking to its theatrical release they've kind of confirm that a couple times i think all disney films moving forward are going to be theatrical <laughs> what did we i everyone wanted to deny what we've been saying their mulan was not a success on disney no, Plus. no way. way who's who's fighting with you on that i think every every twitter user who wants to go and read forbes who forbes is trying to make a case for it there's a there's a site that we know this to you simon oh real quick oh and it's not even simon it's uh no i know no 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 it's uh it's uh it's oh what's his name scott mendelson Oh, that guy. Yeah, who I, I like. I, I have no issue with Scott, but yeah. he writes these pieces that I'm like, oh my gosh, you are really kind of moving the needle here. And yeah. There's no way. L- listen, they they would not have moved Black Widow basically a year back. If Disney Plus Premier Access was anything special, they would have moved Soul there. And they've since this report's come out, they've already confirmed it via press emails that Soul is sticking to a theatrical release. Di- Premier Access was... It was a one a, and done. Basically, yeah, it crashed and burned. Yeah, not a not a good sign. Uh, I, you know what? One mistake that I think that Disney could have saved the travesty that could I have think been I know what you're gonna say. Mulan is if they didn't put the release the date, December. Yeah, the December release date for Disney Plus. I feel free. like if they wouldn't have done that, then a lot of people. Or push back the release date. Push it to like April next year. Give yeah. it some time to build revenue. Yeah, it that was a huge mistake. I was gonna all say. these films in the in theaters are all taking. I want to say an extra month or two in theaters to build back up the revenue. So exactly. they're going to be in fi- theaters a lot longer, and don't expect that to change anytime soon. So if you want to go to the theaters, there's still time to even catch Tenant, and I'm I'm giving Tenant until March to to get out of theaters. That means DVD sales and VOD will be pushed back, but go f- to the freaking movies when it's safe to do so. Yeah, when it's safe. It 
that one's tough, man. They're they're yeah, Tenet's a tough one. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, so not only, so that was like my biggest takeaway is Soul sticking to a theatrical release. But I think you and I right. kind of knew that. Yeah. But we did say if if Premiere Access was a some a moderate success, it would be Soul. It was never going to yeah. be Black. We Widow. need Brandon Katz back on the the podcast. Yeah, we should get. We'll him we'll on. give movies and like the financial aspects maybe another couple months before we bring him back in, because um, that way he can we can kind of like. Uh, revise what we said on the podcast yeah. and say like, okay, here's what worked, here's what didn't work, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It, okay, so the second thing that interests me about this report is now Shang-Chi comes before Eternals. So what does that say about Eternals and what does that say about Shang-Chi? I think I, it says good things about both. <clears throat> I agree. I think, I mean, if it comes out before Eternals, I mean, I don't think that Shang-Chi has any ties to what Eternals is going to have. So exactly. I don't... I don't I don't think it matters when it comes out, but at Eternals, it's going to be his own, it's going to be its own like thing. It's, it's, I've just, the stuff I've been reading is, it's just going to be wild. Same with Shang-Chi. I'm super stoked for Shang-Chi, but, but they're moving it into the summer season, July, right in the summer. That's blockbuster. blockbuster. Exactly. And I don't have any doubt that Shang-Chi can't put up freaking awesome numbers. So what that means to me is I believe Jungle Cruise comes out next July. I think they need to move Jungle Cruise again. They either need to move it Yeah, because you don't want back. Disney to compete with itself. Yeah, it's it's within like a two-week window of each other. And I think like... I think you push... I think you move Jungle Cruise up. Yeah, I, I think... Or you, you move it into that September slot because we all know that if big movies have no... Like, I think that September is like the golden place to put movies. It works... It, should not have made as much money as it did. It yeah. chapter two shouldn't have made it, but they doubled down on that September date and guess what? It worked for them. It works sometimes. I think for the right property, maybe jungle cruise is that property, but I think if, if I'm Disney personally, just me, I move it forward to March. And I know that can, I agree with that. I think it, I know people are like, okay, that could be risky. Cause we don't know where we'll be. I think we'll be fine in March where that's still a few months away. Beauty yeah. and the Beast, which grossed a billion dollars at the box office, released in March of 2017. It still that gives it space to be away from Black Widow, Shang Chi, and Cruella, all movies that come out. It could have a successful in the run. Half. Yeah, so I okay. mean, it, I mean, you got Raya and the Last Dragon in March too, but you know, I don't, I don't know if Raya makes that March release. I think that gets pushed to the year's end, but we'll have to wait and see. So. Those are some release date changes. It's well, it'll be interesting to you see. You missed one. Free Guy is also keeping its December eleventh, which I'm so looking forward to. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's, Literally, uh, Grant of Thoughto. The movie. Movie. It's like it's like <laughs> live action. Uh, Roth breaks the internet basically. Yeah. Every this whole time we've been talking, uh, <laughs> Daniel RPK has dropped three things on Patreon. Oh, <laughs> Did you? I saw one of his things. Not. And we we don't. Rep- we don't really report on his Patreon stuff. We know a lot of people who do. Yeah, we sure do. But <laughs> guess he, what? Nothing ever freaking comes out of it. Yeah, so uh, he he does have some good stuff. We we love Daniel. He has some good stuff that comes out of it. But anyways, let's jump on to the <laughs> next. We're, we're going to stick with Marvel. This came out of nowhere, honestly. And that was uh, a report from Variety who, wow, bravo to Variety for finally dropping a decent exclusive without crawl yeah so you guys were struggling there for a bit 
I saw you on Twitter asking for scoops, uh, which is kind of weird. That's not a variety thing to do, but hey, good for you. Uh, According to their sources, Nick Fury is set to appear in a brand new Disney Plus show. uh, And Samuel L. Jackson will reprise his role as the... Nick aforementioned Fury. Nick Carey. Uh, Nick, Nick Carey. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. We all know Nick Carey. Uh, no, Nick Fury. Um, Kyle. Uh, Kyle. What's his last name? Brand Street, who's worked on Mr. Robot, which I've never I seen. heard. It was awesome. I, I have heard that too. He's hey, going it, to write and produce the show. It produced an Oscar winner. Oh, there you go, Rami Malek, who's the creepiest guy ever. Yeah, this is <laughs> he. He's going to be a great villain for the new James Bond movie. Yeah, uh, he, he sure, <laughs> he's that creepy. creepy. Yeah. Um, as of right now, it is unknown when or where the show will take place. We have our guesses, which we can talk about. Really, um, the last time we did see Nick Fury was in Captain Marvel that, post-credit scene. That's which, exactly where I think he's going to come back down. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> but it also gives Secret you, Invasion. Maybe. I mean, but there's also the Agents aspect of Sword. Yeah. There's also the aspect of how long was Nick Fury up there? Yeah. Was he even a part of a lot of the... The forming of the Avengers? Like, yeah. yeah. Was he even part no, of it? Was, cause so, I, I don't know. I think you make a good point, because do you but remember... he has his eye patch. This is true. But do you remember in the post-credit... And I, you do remember. I'm just saying, do you remember as just a... Hey, Skylar, I got gotcha. you. You know what I'm trying to say. In the post-credit scene for Infinity War, when the helicopter crashes and everyone's starting to get dusted, and have you been seeing the comparison videos to Frozone in Incredibles? Yes, it's it's actually hilarious. Um, <laughs> Where's my super suit? Where is my super suit? Um, when he pages Captain Marvel and he drops the pager and it cuts, it, it's starting to make sense that that was a scroll to me now. Yeah, that makes sense, but <clears throat> I mean. We know that Nick Fury was Ben Mendelsohn's character in Captain Marvel during Far From Home. I just want to know if it was him in The Winter Soldier or the freaking Avengers or in general. Like, I, I'm, That's I'm why I think this, there's, there have been reports. They're not confirmed. They've come from um, you know some sites that we're close to. I forget who reported on it, but a secret invasion show is a possibility at Disney Plus, which obviously involves scrolls and Nick Fury in the comics. Um, Agents of Sword, which I have no idea about Sword and how they all work, yeah. but they're being introduced in WandaVision. Um, I believe they appear in Loki. And then uh, another you know one else would be cool not to cut you off, but a secret wars. I mean, because that could also tie into everything else. And we get the black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. And Venom. But I think Secret Wars is suited better for no, I know. the big screen. I, I get what you're saying. So maybe Secret Invasion. I, I That would be my guess, but it could be anything. Yeah. It could be a, a sh- like a spinoff show for another character. We, we just don't know. Um, but cool. I like Nick Fury. I, I think he was no, great. No, I've been wanting to see more of him anyway. Yeah, he was great in Captain Marvel. He was a, he was a cool one. So uh, the news didn't stop that day. Um, no, this Friday. was a massive story. Yeah, this one massive kind of confirms our rumor of the week from a few weeks ago. Yeah, talk about it. Um, yeah, so uh, Disney's live action adaptation of Peter Pan's currently casting. They're planning to shoot next March in Canada. Um, a few weeks ago on this podcast, we had mentioned names such as uh, Taylor Swift and Zendaya, and we Margot said Robbie, Margot Robbie, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, but on the podcast, you can listen back. I don't know what episode it is. You'll find it somewhere. See, you know, that's a, just a side note. That's what's cool about this now is 
we're so far down the line. We're like we're almost at twenty episodes, and we're starting to not remember. Yeah, which episode? Other episodes. Been. Yeah, so that is the goal. <laughs> in in that episode, when we did the rumor of the week about Zendaya and Taylor Swift were were offered the role, we had said they we heard they passed. So obviously, this confirms that Disney was looking for someone around Taylor Swift and Zendaya's age. They were looking at a person of color for the role, and sure enough. Hot off of the ABC show Blackish and Gronish, Yara Shahidi, uh, is it Shahidi? Shahidi. Shahidi. She's been tapped to play Tinkerbell. Um, apparently. Wait, wh- say what the article says. Peter's faithful sidekick. Yeah. Peter, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, boy. SEO. SEO. Yeah, SEO. It's. it's <laughs> Tinkerbell or Peter Pan's faithful sidekick to make the article go from 289 words to 299. That way I can just populate one more <laughs> and word. And then you need a period for, for yeah, the 300. 300. <laughs> SEO's perfect. Boom. Uh, well, that's uh, that's running a website 101, folks. Uh, please listen later as we will uh, have a PowerPoint presentation for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... This is great news. Disney loves her. She has an overall deal at ABC. She was the breakout star of Blackish, and her character, which is the daughter of Anthony Anderson's character on the show, uh, got her own show called Grownish. And now there's like three of these shows already Grownish, Blackish, and Mixedish. And they just announced a couple weeks ago they're doing Oldish with Lauren Fishburne's character. Damn. Yeah, so they're yeah, making. I may need to check this out. Yeah, yeah, I love they... continuity. Yeah, <laughs> that's your thing. <laughs> But the, this is also the blackish cinema, <laughs> yeah, the small bl- screen universe. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, but this is also cool because they're really starting to round out their cast. Yeah, I, I really like, you know, I like them taking leaps like this, like going out out of the box, casting these mythological characters, n- not thinking of skin color, which I like. I which, think that's cool. Which well, L- look at Halle Bailey <clears throat> as. Uh, Ariel, yeah, yeah I just don't think that any of these characters, especially if they're fictional, should be grounded with any skin color. I agree with that. You could have made Peter Parker black and still had Miles Morales. Oh, as of course, black. exactly. Like it doesn't matter because because it. Never... I mean, it matters for representation, but like for all you people, that's like, oh. uh Mr. Fantastic supposed to be white. Uh, I was it, like, hey, it was in the 60s. Everybody was white. Yeah, and, it, and none of these characters hinged on skin color. That's just that's just not how no. it goes. And plus, David, uh, John David Washington for Mr. Fantastic, which I tweeted about. That is a perfect Here, casting. Yeah. Here is my he- biggest issue I've seen on Twitter. Like, l- let me rant for a second. Is I posted this story on Twitter, or someone did. I, I don't know if it was you or me. When we got in on social media, the first comment, I, and I've seen this on multiple things with Halle Bailey, was, well, if they're going to do a black Tinkerbell, then maybe what if we did a white Tiana? And I'm like, are you kidding me? That is totally not the same. Yeah. First okay, off, guess mi- what? First off, Tiana is is supposed to be black. Yeah, based on an actual figure, like a real person. Thank you. Yeah, Tinkerbell is mythological ariel mythological mermaids don't exist fairies don't exist i like this casting i hate the tiana argument you don't make a real life character a different skin color if it's based on someone who's black like that's okay yeah we get it that's nonsense but that's not what disney's doing they're not 
race bending real life people. They're race bending mythological creatures who don't exist in this in the in the real world. Sorry, that's just how it goes. Yeah, I don't want to see your comments anymore. I'm not saying actually our Patreon supporters wouldn't comment like this, but no. but just in case you have friends or family members that do, just have them listen to this segment and, and also take down their yeah. Trump signs. Yeah, please, because <laughs> uh, whoever's saying that definitely has a Trump 2020. Be like, stick to Disney. This is uh, keep politics out of Disney. <laughs> hey. Fuck you. Oh my gh. <laughs> Sorry. This, I had this, to cuss. This show is uh brought to you by We're going Joe Biden. We're <laughs> going way down. <laughs> hey Joe Biden, you want to come over here? <laughs> oh I'm Joe Biden oh, and I'm... I approve this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're sorry. We're we are so sorry. Yeah, so uh Jude Law gonna be Captain Hook. We're so excited for that one. Uh Ever Anderson, the daughter of Mila Jovovich from the Resident Evil movies and director Paul W.S. Anderson. Who's a very killer musician, by the way, Mia Jokovic. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, she has her band. And guess who also has a band? Ryan Gosling. And guess what that band's called? Drive. <laughs> After you spit in my face, they Sorry. Dead Man's Bones. Oh, you should be in the new Pirates movie. I wonder what oh, podcast has But the band's really good. Movie. Anyway, okay. carry on. Uh, and newcomer, native New Zealand actor Alexander Maloney will play the title role of Peter Pan. Uh, stick around to this podcast. We're going to talk about this movie again. Oops. Who, who knows for what? Uh, so stick around. Sit with us while we derail this podcast even more. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay, let's move on to something I don't care about at all. And we haven't cared about since the first one came <laughs> out. Uh, but we have to talk about it. And also, this was a secret scoop that we didn't know was a scoop because people kept reporting yeah. back to us. So uh, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for sourcing the Diz Insider on this. So there's a movie that's been in the works for 45 years. No, there's 17 oh, movies. <laughs> yeah. And one of them finally completed filming. Avatar 2 uh, completed filming. James Cameron got on Arnold Schwarzenegger's podcast on, via YouTube, which I had no idea he had, but I guess everyone has one now, so that's cool. Um, and wait, wait, wait. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a podcast? Yeah, apparently. So this came from, yeah, Welcome stop. to my podcast. No, bad, bad. no, bad. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, Where's my birthday cake? Sorry. Okay. James Cameron said something very long, and I don't want to say it because it's too long to read, but basically he says they are done filming Avatar 2, and they are 95% complete on Avatar 3, which is cool if you're excited for these a million films. I feel like this is the new uh, Land Before Time series. Um Okay, okay, stop. Sorry. I don't want to hear that. Uh, the <laughs> Avatar sequels are filming in New Zealand, where the coronavirus does not exist anymore, apparently. Uh, yeah. I don't really Is care about Is that all it. you have to say yeah, about it? I just don't care about this, these movies. There's okay. nothing exciting about these movies, except well, for go. the visual effects. I okay. will give them that. And even then, give it two years, and we will forget. Well, we can, because these movies are coming out for the rest of our lives. So I guess we'll... Uh, We'll talk about this when we see a first trailer, because I don't want to talk about these movies anymore. Uh, we're going to jump into something a little more fun, and that is... I'm trying to find it. Oh, there it is. Uh, so earlier this year, Rogue One writer Tony Gilroy uh, jumped on board the Cassian Andor series as the showrunner, director, and writer, um, which is cool because uh, the Rogue One film featured Cassian Andor and... Despite me not caring about this show either, um, <laughs> we are horrible Disney fans. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're we're great Disney fans. Disney's just not doing it for us with these two stories. Yeah. Um, 
Well, apparently due to COVID restrictions, um, well, Game of Thrones on the Diz Insider. Look hey at yo. us. <laughs> Website 101. Wait, wait. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Uh, anyways, Tony Gilroy did have to drop off, uh, drop out due to COVID-19 issues, didn't want to travel or something. Um, so they tapped uh, Black Mirror director Toby Haynes to direct the first three episodes of Rogue One, and he may direct more. Um, he was already being looked at to direct episodes of the series when uh, Tony Gilroy was attached to this series. Um, Tony Gilroy will still be the showrunner and he'll stu- still executive produce as well as write. But uh, Toby Haynes from Black Mirror, which I've never seen but heard good things oh about. Oh my God. Black Mirror is so good. Yeah, I've heard, he's just, just skip Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Skip that one. It's not good. I mean, if you want a really cool movie experience, yeah, watch it because you're going to get it's It's fun, but the story sucks. Oh. But all of the, like, oh my God, some of the best Black Mirror episodes need to be movies. Okay. But that's all I'm going to say. So this is some good news. Um, casting Andor is going to, uh, is going to shoot early next year, I believe, or is it going to shoot later this year? I've heard conflicting reports and I can't remember if we updated this. Um, you know, (coughs) Diego Luna is coming back, uh, early 2021. Okay. So in London, of course, where, uh, Toby Haynes lives. So that's perfect for him. Um, yeah, Diego Luna is coming back. We've talked about the castings for this show. I'm moderately excited, and that's for K2SO, because I like Yes, I love that. Aside from that, uh, I'll wait for a trailer. What about you? What are your thoughts? Are you excited? No. Okay, let's no. go on. I'd then. rather wait for Obi-Wan. Let's talk about two things that are kind of boring, and then one thing that was really cool that you briefly talked about. Yes. Um, but let's start off with uh, our friends over at... Uh, the Illuminati. The, no, the direct. The direct, yeah, yes. the direct. They uh, dropped that Madame Mask uh, will appear in Hawkeye yes. as one of the villains. Uh, apparently, Madame Mask appeared in Agent of uh, Agent Carter. Carter. Agent, mm-hmm. I was about to say Season Agent of two. Carter. Yeah, um, which I forgot to put in the story, which I should have. That's all right. Um, but I think it was an interpretation because I don't think she ever wore the garb that oh. Madame Mask has, and I don't think that they really dived in. But who knows if that lady reprises as Madame Mask and they kind of move the story forward as far as my favorite thing, continuity. Yeah. But she was a love mm-hmm. interest of Iron Man in the comics, which is pretty interesting. And she's had run. I mean, who is it? <laughs> that, that piece Black of man. Widow, Pepper Potts, uh, Captain America. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone. Everyone <laughs> yeah. wants a piece of Stark. Exactly. Um, both Starks, by the way. <clears throat> Why don't you uh, read the character bio or what I wrote as the character bio? Of okay. What she can do. All right. But she is the daughter of the notorious master criminal, Count. Lucino Nefaria. But after the death of her mother, Nefaria gave Whitney to Byron Frost, a wealthy financial advisor and colleague to Nefaria. As she gets older, she masters the arts of hand-to-hand combat, is an expert Mark swordsman, and proficient... Mark's woman. Mark's... Oh, okay. So she... Oh, she's holding a gun. I get it. Uh, And is is proficient in robotics. Oh, that's weird. Uh, She wears a gold mask to hide her disfigured face... Um, which was chemical, chemically induced. Um, so very similar way- to the uh, character in Wonder Woman, kind of. Yes, um, but I couldn't. It was, it was the, her bios are so, you know, like any Marvel character has like seven different bios. Yeah. So I couldn't figure out why she had her face disfigured. So if anybody listening, can you maybe comment and tell me why her face is disfigured? But I know that it's chemically induced. So. Was she a love interest of Iron Man 
with the mask or without the mask? I'm going to go ahead and say without the mask. <laughs> nice. Good on Tony Stark for uh, looking past looks. Uh, Madam Mask also has a long history with Kate Bishop, which leads to Bishop discovering that one of Madam's clients is her father. Uh, there's no word if this will be the case in the series, but it could provide an interesting plot line in the series. Yeah, so that's where it kind of ties into Hawkeye, which would be cool. I mean, she would be an awesome, you know, match to go up because, I mean, Hawkeye's an expert marksman and his kid is also an expert marksman. Was Kate Bishop his kid? It's not, right? No. No. Well, then Kate Bishop is an expert, uh, expert? expert markswoman. True. So that would be a cool dynamic to see. Yeah. This is just them shooting bows at each other from like 20 yards away. (laughs) Okay, so to talk more about this uh, show, which I'm moderately interested in, um, outside of Clint Barton, um, is so earlier this year, a casting report came out uh, with Sarah Finn, who's a big casting director on multiple Disney and Marvel projects. She was looking for uh, an, uh, you know, someone with a Native American background, uh, deaf. Uh, and they were looking for a prominent role in a Disney Plus series. They didn't name if it was Marvel or Disney or anything in between. They were just casting for a series. Well, apparently, it looks like that series was for Hawkeye. And they are casting the role of Echo, which is a deaf, uh, native, you know, hand-to-hand combat character. I don't know too much about the character besides her being like a... kind of like an... uh, like a henchwoman to Kingpin before, you know, leaving and running off with Daredevil. But she, they have run-ins with Hawkeye in the comics. So it looks like Echo's confirmed for the series now. Um, uh, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for this show Re- in reality? Uh, maybe like a 4. See, I'm, I'd am i say a 5. Like, I'm just like... I mean, it'll be cool. Give, but I just I need mean, a trailer. Like, I need a more comic-accurate suit for hawkeye <laughs> yes oh yeah i mean not the pointy give me the pointy mask well they could do one like they've done with captain america uh vision scarlet witch oh the the fake one dude i've saw memes where it's like what the costume looks like online and then versus what it actually looks like when you get it exactly exactly <laughs> um and okay, so another thing. Let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Vision. You you talked about the trailer for yeah. I talked about the trailer a little bit. Did you like it? It was so different. I did, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, you listened to the episode. You're a Patreon subscriber, right? Oh, of course. Okay, of course. Just I shell out my sure. money for my own product. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. Um, also, I'm trying to find. Uh, I guess I don't need to even bring it up. Um, <clears throat> what I thought, and there was, it's a very small clip in the trailer where Catherine Hahn's character is like, oh my god, oh my god, I think she just like wrecked her car, and she goes, I'm dead. And then Vision's like, no, why would you say that? You're not dead. And then she looks at him and says, you are, and then drives away laughing. What a creep. Well, well, she's playing, uh, was it, Ag- Agatha Hark- Harkin? I, I don't like know the, who, I don't know. I don't know. It's a comic book character, I don't know. Uh, well, but that kind of puts it in your mind that this is all made up. Well, yeah. I, what I... I did see a report that Kat Dennings, who's returning from the Thor movies, is Darcy, which is, don't ask me why this character's doing it, but well, she's also, she becomes uh, a friend of Vision, and she's the one trying to help him piece things back together. I think she joins S.W.O.R.D. 
So did they find a way to bring Vision back without the stone? I, I maybe because because Randall Park is coming back as the agent in Ant Man, and what yeah. the hell is he doing? It's but they're doing weird things with this show. Like it opened up very I Love Lucy esque. Very I Love Lucy. And then you saw a little bit of home improvement or Full House. And and then you get into like actual Marvel TV yeah. where it's like all dramatic it's, and really well lit and stuff. And then it goes back to like so, Vision and his stupid foot. It's so true. It is like comic accurate suit. It's it's a super trippy trailer. You get a really quick peek at um, Monica Rambeau. Um, it looks like she's getting kicked out of that reality and put into the real world right. or vice versa. We don't know. So... We're going to need another trailer. I think they just gave this to us um, as a to, – to hold us over. We've been hearkening for trailers and everything going on. I, th- I think they just gave it to us. But there the is – The poster is really cool too. Yeah, our friends at uh, Murphy's Multiverse, uh, those guys are sleuths, man. They were looking at source code on Disney Plus, and they found that mm. the, the series is coming out November 27th is what, what it looks like. Um, Which proves the point of what we – um, what we reported on earlier that it's Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, it's super interesting. I it's trippy. It's different. I like different. It leads into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I don't know how with three other movies after that, but we'll have to wait and see. And I just give me the content. Yeah, I we need it. I mean, this whole trippy reality will definitely be. I wouldn't be surprised if Doctor Strange made an alternate reality so they can both live in peace. One of Daniel RPK's Patreon things is in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Captain Hydra appears. That would be rad in a in an alternate reality. They're doing the Flash Dude, thing. It sounds like with this movie with an alternate reality. What's to say we can't get Captain Hydra? Is that what you just I, said? I just I literally <laughs> just said that. No, but oh, he, he, uh, I was thinking of something different. But you're Captain probably America, think, you're probably yes. thinking. Uh, well, they're saying like Tom Cruise is Iron Madam Man. Hydra. That too, but all of them. <laughs> Why not? Is Madam Hydra a thing? I don't know. I'm just trying it to help sounds you. Sounds like a thing. It should be a thing. Anyway, that Pay would us, be Marvel. That would be awesome. All black suit, the big Hydra symbol. Oh, that'd be so dope. So sick. But how many like Captain America knockoffs do we need? Like Red Guardian, U.S. Agent, the, uh, Taskmaster has the shield. In the comics, he's. A double agent. Yeah, He's right. not for real, Captain yeah. Hydra. But uh, they made the. I don't. I don't think. Well, I they made the joke in Endgame. Yeah, I'm like oh, I hail Hydra. I'm like, oh, don't. You're like, oh yeah. You're not wearing direct. This. <laughs> the regular moviegoers are going, uh, what? <laughs> Why is everyone nerding out like the normal people and all this comic yeah. books? Like, yes. But there's a two aspects of it. It's the people that know who Captain Hydra is, and there's the other pe- aspect of like, oh, he's just trying to get the scepter. That's true. That because is he 100% knows. Percent true. So. Uh, anyway. We're, we're going to go into some take it or leave it as good or bad news. I've seen a lot of people say this is great news. I've seen a lot of people be very disappointed. I think this is great news because I mean, of the cancellations with I, all this stuff. Yeah, I on. think it's great news because the next time we step into D23, we're going to get the meat of yes. everything yeah. that's coming out for the studio. Yeah. Who knows? We may get an X-Men or a Fantastic Four yeah. announcement. We're going to get some mermaid stuff. We're going to get some first looks at... Pinocchio like new Star Wars material I wouldn't be shocked if they announced like new Marvel trilogies even though like 17 directors have different trilogies that they're doing new Disney plus content yeah so this is this is gonna be great they actually moved D23 uh next year it's a biannual event obviously well they moved it to 2022 so not next year no, no, no. It, what I'm saying is it was originally oh, dated yes, for, yes. for next year, and they moved it to September 9th through the 11th of 2022, which is going to be great for us as a, as a website. We're going to be much bigger, a studio. Uh, my goal is to not only be there as press, but to uh, have our own booth. 
Yeah, um, and bring that's our something team. that we can, yeah. Yeah, we can bring our team and we'll have a booth and we'll have our team reporting the news on YouTube while you and I handle all the the press stuff and the writing. And Yeah. Corey, um, if you're listening, you got to bring like six cameras. Yeah. Jo- <laughs> Josh, you're going to have to fly out again. That's um, not if he's moved down down. No, that's true. That's uh, true, Josh. If he didn't move down here already. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's next year. I and mean, where's Dempsey at? Is oh no, he's in New York. Yeah, we'll have to fly him yeah, out too. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we need to do some shout outs to the writing team. They've been killing it lately. Word. We'll do that at least. Cammy's down here. Yeah, Cammy, get ready. Um, and yeah, so 2022 D23 Expo. I'd, I really can't add on to any more. Derek just said we're gonna get the meat of what's coming in. Uh, in the future at that D23 Expo. What are like some secret hopes? I know it's so far ahead. Oh, but what is something out of the box that you hope they announce? Um, it's for me personally, I, Oh, announce is this Disney Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, anything, the whole company, just anything that you would think like, Oh my God, what the heck? I didn't know I wanted this, but I do. Um, a live action Phineas and Ferb. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> live action Vampirina. Um, oh, dear God. Uh, uh, Sneakerella 2. Oh, <laughs> I hate that our scoop didn't do that well. Oh, uh, boy. Because who wants to see that? Sneakerella. <laughs> Those titles look dumb. Oh, man. Uh, I hope it's a good movie. I hope. We we always hope it's good. But Sneakerella just sounds Anyway, so keeping so up dumb. with Disney Plus. You mentioned Disney Plus, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, then here's another segue. Uh... Something that we talked about a couple episodes back, I don't think it was too far, Yeah, where they were trying out the group watch in Canada. Yeah. Well, guess what, folks? It's in the U.S. now. Yeah, I actually played with it today. You, Who'd you watch it with? I didn't watch it with anyone because... See, it was you like, can do it with Levi while he's at his mom's. Yeah, so it was like six in the morning and I hit the, the group people and it says, okay, start adding people. I'm like, like, Derek's cool. not awake at six. <laughs> Who else has Disney Plus I can message? Josh is asleep. Everyone's asleep. I'm Dempsey would have been awake because it's three hours ahead. Oh, that's true. Dempsey, uh, we could have done a group watch at six o'clock in the morning, my time of uh, Premier Access Mulan, which I know you didn't purchase <laughs> like a smart man you are. You can um, watch the High School Musical TV show. I'd rather purchase Mulan for $30 again. Um, no, it, group watches here, uh, which is exciting. It's something we should test out. Like all our writers may do like a Diz Insider watch party and mm-hmm. have people come in and join. And Oh, that would be really cool. So uh, we'll test it out. Uh, don't know too much about it ourselves because we haven't tested it as a group. How far do you think other streaming services are going to come out with this feature? Oh, it's uh, if it's not in the works already, I'd I'd be shocked if it's not announced. You would have so, thought that Netflix would have been the one to yeah. like uh, commandeer um, this aspect. Yeah. Um. Uh, what? What? Maybe a, an episode of Wandavision. We should try it. Or oh, yeah. the Mandalorian season two. Oh yeah, the the like the premiere episode. Mm-hmm. We can host our own watch party. Uh, Secret Society of Second Born Royals is out. We could do that. Well, we can. You, what you're saying is like we can add people on your Disney Plus. Like you have to add their accounts, or do you just what? what? They have to be Disney Plus subscribers, and you. I, I guess you give them a pin code, and they jump in, and then you oh, guys that would be to, so sick. Yeah, we could. So we could sick. totally not watch Artemis Fowl together. <laughs> um, oh, we should do that, and then go live, and then just continuously talk shit about it. Like, who wants to join our Artemis Fowl? Also join the Diz, Diz Insider Live. <laughs> yeah. We're like. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this horrible, haggard-looking mother... <laughs> yeah, oh, poor so Josh Gad. We love Josh Gad. Anyway, final topic of the night. This one was huge. This was huge. So... This was today. And and it's not something I was looking forward to, but... I know, you were shocked when I texted you. Oh, my you. goodness. I was so shocked. Go ahead and 
You drop this. You talk about this. This was nuts. I'll drop this. I'll drop it right yeah, now. Heck yeah, drop Deadline. it like a time. Heck yeah. We don't source them. They don't source us. <laughs> I shouldn't have sourced them. Oh. Damn it. De- we re-reported this. Yeah. You can check it okay. out on the Disney. Yeah, I'm going to take off all of their info. Yeah. Um, anyway, so today we got, because you and me have been talking about it, like how, yes. I mean, it did do well financially. Oh, of it course. was just not reviewed well. No, and we're it was like, reviewed uh, horribly. Actually. I was like, I don't know if we'll get anything else. Wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. We're on getting this one. a prequel slash sequel to The Lion King, directed by Oscar winner Moonlight. Uh, if Bale Street could talk, director Barry Jenkins. This is taking this is awesome news. Oh Barry, yeah. Okay, I Moonlight. I've watched and Moonlight is it's the a Os- fantastic. It is the Oscar film. winner. It is the Oscar winner. Like it, say what you will about La La Land, they are both Oscar winners in my book. But Moonlight is like a one-time watch. It's it, a rough watch. It, it is very it's a rough. rough watch. But it's it's so well regarded in and the who industry. Who would have thought that it's, was an A twenty-four film? Yeah, if Bill Street, uh, exactly. If Bill Street can talk, another award-winning film. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he was uh, nominated for best director he, for that film. You know who is who his wife is? Who Lulu Wang, who did the uh, the movie with the the really well-regarded movie from this year with. Uh, uh, Aquafina. Well, what was it called? The, the, the. I don't know. I was gonna say I watched the next. I watched the. Oh my gosh. Jumanji two and I Aquafina's in there. Um. Oh, which it I was, really, it was liked, really Oh my gosh. I'm gonna look it up. Well. Um, okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll resume. Um, the film is expected to use obviously the same technology as far as like what the Jungle Book used and the Lion King. The first one. Um, the farewell. The farewell. That's, okay, that's Barry Jenkins' wife. Um, so this is something that rarely happens: is when news drops from like trades instead of like actual Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, or anything coming from them themselves. This is the first time that I've seen something get confirmed so quickly by the director. By the director, which which is funny. The last time I, because you're you are one hundred percent right. The last time I saw this, it was for the first Lion King. John Favreau was the one who announced that he was directing the Lion King after the Jungle Book had come out. When it did gangbusters at the box office its opening weekend, he tweeted a picture of the Lion King where they were all on Pride Rock, and it and it said, "My next project are coming soon" or something like that. See, that's and crazy. Barry Jenkins. Yeah, not even did the like same an thing. hour later, he oh, was yeah. like, "This, yes, this." So, so what do you? Confirm. So go ahead and talk about what you mean by sequel prequel. Okay, so um, just from reports that Deadline, they were hearing that it kind of takes place before, obviously. Um, it kind of goes into the uh, origin of Mufasa. Interesting. And it's going to be like a Godfather type movie, which has, I mean, that has a really cool aspect of yeah. it. It's like there's a family like, and, you know, you have a Scar. Mafia of lions. Yeah. Oh, just think a about Scar, it. Scar, Mufasa. Maybe Mufasa is like the next one. Like yeah. it will go into like the he, next, uh, he's in line for like King, you know, and there's like yeah. this, maybe like some shady stuff going on. I don't know. That's kind of where my he, mind went. Here, so okay, so there's some big things that that really start to trigger some reporting we did on the website. This confirms a couple things. The first thing was there was rumors that Beyonce signed a first like a, a massive deal to work on music and star in other projects with Disney. This could confirm it because she's got this now, and there's rumors that she's working on music for an animated film that we won't talk about just yet. Um, so that might confirm some things, but do they bring back James Earl Jones as Mufasa? But but before you answer that, he's getting old. He couldn't do any moving the last time. He didn't go to the premiere. It's an origin story. Do you I do- think you hire somebody younger? Okay. 
I think you hire somebody that, you know, it's obviously going to take place when he's either a young adult or, you know, like a Simba age. Yeah. But that's going to be a tough. Now, that is huge shoes to put. Who do you get? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, who you I, would who you would get for a young Mufasa? Maybe like a. Uh, I don't know. You want somebody high profile. You want somebody that will draw box office attention to it. You go for somebody. Now, what about? Okay, hear me out. You need someone with kind of a deep voice, still like something deep that I that, wouldn't that, necessarily say you need a deep, well, deep voice. Something deep that just goes into it deeper as you age. Like it, it, it's James Earl Jones, and I don't know his younger stuff. Bear with me. Darth Vader was still his younger stuff. Yeah, and he still had that huge exactly, deep exactly. But like, so. like it's got to me. It's got to be like a deep, like a deep masculine voice that just. As with age gets raspy, I'm. I have a name. If you have a name, you tell John me. David Washington. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about him because you want to thinking... keep. Because my thinking is, you want to keep this role for a POC. Yeah. John David Washington has broken out so we have a theme hard. Song in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my wife's teaching piano again. You have somebody that has broke out of his dad's shadow. Most of all, yeah, and has kind of like solidified himself as a really good actor, yeah. And he's only been this for the last four years. You okay. want somebody that's going to draw people in, and after Tenant, I think that's something someone you grab for the role. I I I like that name. That so, and I'm not saying him over him, um, but the name I was thinking was Mahershala Ali. Yes, that would be a oh, and he has that deeper voice. That's what. That's why I. I was like, he's. He's. It's a. It's a. It's a draw. It's a big name. It's someone that I feel could make that transition. But if you're going the Simba route, then maybe John David Washington is that person. Well, see, it it can. I think those are. He has a higher pitch voice like his dad, so I think Mahershala Ali would be a probably a better choice. We'll have to wait and see because he's also a two time Oscar winner. Do they bring back Chiwetel Ejiofor for a scar? I don't think so. I think you're going to also... Well, he's young in his own right. I think there's Maybe still a chance. Maybe you bring, but I mean, if you're going younger for Simba or for Mufasa, why wouldn't you go younger for Scar? Okay, I don't think Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner... Well, no, they have to if it's a sequel. But if it's a prequel... It, well, I mean, it's going to jump back and forth, so... Yeah, and who knows if Donald I, Glover and everybody will come back. Donald Glover would be the, the head scratcher to me. But I think, like, what's he doing right now? Like, his childish game. Yeah, thing. I, I, well, I think the rest yeah, of the cast is coming back. I'm going to say that. The only one that I have doubts with is uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah, I think you, I think you but, can make a solid bet that the rest don't come back. Or you just do what the Lion King did and just have him record in a nearby studio or have him record it, or right. go to him. If you want to do a younger Mufasa that has that and Just raise still. the pitch level. I mean, yeah, I guess you could. Uh, there's no... Okay, why do you think they went with Barry Jenkins and didn't bring John Favreau back? I have a couple guesses. I have two. I have two guesses, and they're guesses. They're not anything I know. No inside. I information. think one is that he has proved himself to be a very talented and visual director. Yes, and I think his visuals for Moonlight and if Bill Street Barry can Jenkins. talk Barry Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think his visual style could work very well with 
what the Lion King is because you look at the the color palette of Moonlight and it's those dark blues and purples yeah. and you know it takes place at night most of the time and it has really rich colors in the yeah. daytime. I think that's something that could really pop off screen with a Lion King property. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, he's talented and uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Disney loves their Oscar winners. Yeah, so. they do. And I I can't say why Disney chose him besides just pure directing talent. But my the bigger thing to me is John Favreau. There's two things that come to mind. First is he's either all in on Jungle Book 2 and too busy developing that because they announced that like two or three years ago. Or he's busy with Star Wars. That was my big one is he's he's locked into Star Wars somewhere else. And I'm not saying the Mandalorian, because remember, he was working on the Lion King still while still working on season one of the Mandalorian. I I don't condone the talk of Kathleen Kennedy being fired on, on this show. I don't feel that. Is that, that something that Grace Randolph said? Yeah, that she seems always, about something yeah, that she would say. Yeah. But besides the point. I just feel like he's going to direct a big Star Wars movie. I, think I don't think it's his trilogy. I, I I see. I think you're right. I because they have a there's trilogy something that probably there's hasn't no, been announced yet. Yeah, there's no director attached to the trilogy they have dated. There was talks that it was Ryan Johnson, but Ryan Johnson confirmed he's developing a standalone film. I think you're right. I think well, John Favreau's got the oh, the no. trilogy. I think John Favreau. The writers of Game of Thrones are no longer doing a Star Wars movie, right? No, they've they've dropped out. Which would have been cool because they, signed they a, could have they, gotten the Old Republic yeah. so real done. Yeah, they they had they signed a first look deal with Netflix. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, so some Lion King news yeah. is right. Also, out of, uh, Jeff Nathanson will return to write the script. Jeff Nathanson is a huge like Disney guy. He's he's written the Pirates of the Caribbean films. He's writing the one of the Pirates of the Caribbean reboots, not the one with Margot Robbie, but the other one with uh, what we reported as Karen Gillan's movie Red. Um, yeah, Red. Uh, he's you know he's written the Lion King jungle, which Book would King. be a dope title for the movie, just Red. Yeah, you would probably have to do Pirates of the Caribbean presents Red or to get the name like that. or Red a Pirates of the Caribbean story. Oh, <laughs> that actually sounds kind of cool. That would be cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Lion King news. Time for the rumor of the week. week, week. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. We're jumping back into some Neverland. Neverland. This one's really cool. Um something we probably shouldn't shouldn't talk about, but we're keeping it here because we love you guys. Yeah. Um and when we get a good story as a Patreon subscriber, you guys deserve the big ones. Um, and we just want to appreciate you guys not yeah, you know, like blowing this up over social media. Yeah. Because some of this stuff could get me and Skylar in trouble. And the fact but that you guys... sometimes, you know, we just like talking about it. We yeah. Like, we, this is the reason why you subscribe to the podcast, Here, because now you're insiders. Here's the thing. What we do is when we share this information, and we've had like three or four of our rumors of the week get confirmed, like Tron, Haunted Mansion, uh, partly Tinkerbell, not 100%, but we've had some rumors of the week confirmed. Um, Sorry, my wife is teaching the Harry Potter song. Hold on. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> she's teaching her Harry Potter. There's um, another student that she's teaching the La La Land soundtrack to, but sorry, that's personal. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so rumor of the week, we're returning to Neverland. Here's what we heard this week. There's an actor by the name of Brendan Gleeson. 
He's probably known to us as Disney fans, uh, Harry, as, for Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. He plays one of the professors. You might know the name. Uh, he plays Alistair Mooney. Yeah, he's the defense against the art. Dark- in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, he's defense against he's the He's one with the weird Wars. eye, and yeah. it actually turns out to be Barty Cross Jr., sorry. And okay. if you're you know, if you're a film fan and you're on social media, you'll know he's actually playing Donald Trump in Showtime's The Coney Rule. I had no idea. Yeah, he's that Donald Trump. That is so perfect. And, he, and apparently he does an awesome job as Donald they Trump. They should I mean, I'm sure he does, but Alec Baldwin. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways... Uh, Brendan Gleeson, we're hearing that he's being looked at for the role of Mr. Smee. See, that is really cool. And not only that is, like I said earlier, that they're rounding out this cast is like when Skylar told me, he was like, oh, uh, Domhnall Gleeson's dad, what's his name? And I was like, oh, Brendan Gleeson. And he was like, oh, he has a role, uh, coming up. And I was like, what is he looking at? Smee. And he nailed it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I nailed it. Yeah. But um, it's cool to have, like, this family coming into the company. Yeah, You Dom know, because Hall. Dom Hall is in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, has been in a numerous... Uh, he's been in Black Mirror. Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's one of those actors that, like, goes under the radar. Oh, he's, he's very underappreciated, yeah. I think. But Brendan Gleeson is, like, old-timey. Like, he was in, uh, he was in Braveheart. He oh, yeah, in, yeah, he was. He was in... Uh, the stupid Assassin's Creed movie. He was actually really, really, really good oh, in Edge of Tomorrow. He, he was, played one of the uh, he played one of the press secretary or def, uh, uh, military secretaries. Right, He's and he was really good. Also, really good in Gangs of New York. Oh, he is in Gangs of yeah. New York. Yeah, so, so this a, is a really good snab for Disney. Yeah, and he's funny. Like he when he played uh, in Harry Potter as that character whose name I'm already forgetting, um, Professor Mooney. Mooney. Moody. 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 Not Mooney. See, lazy eye Moody or or one eyed Alistair Moody. Moody. Didn't he have one eyed Moody? Yeah, one eyed Moody. Yeah. Anyways, he had like some really good comedic one liners in those Harry Potter movies. (laughs) Yeah, all to deal. with. But I think you need that for Mister Smee to go off of Captain Hook, that villain character. So I think this is a great cast. There's a scene. There's a scene in Goblet of Fire, where, of course, Draco Malfoy's picking on Harry. And then he turned uh, Alistair Moody turns Draco into a uh, a pheasant. Oh, that's right. And yeah. then he like starts picking him up. And then Professor uh, Professor McGonagall comes out. and He's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Teaching." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd be a great Mister Smee. Hopefully, he signs on. But that's your rumor of the week this week. Yes. That was a really good rumor. That's huge. Yeah, that, it's super huge. We contem- I contemplated writing it up. I couldn't. Our source is very good to us, so we have to be very good to him. So and he wanted it not out, and we kind of, devi- you know, we did went want. behind his back a yeah. little bit. But so keep it, keep it here. You guys yeah. are good about keeping, yeah, it here. keeping it here, or else you get so, us in trouble. So. Yeah. So if you happen to see it reported on in the future, make just, sure there's no link back to us. <laughs> yeah. Ju- just remember, you hey. heard it here first. Yeah. Remember that. But if you also see it on social media, blame Deadline. You always blame Deadline. Yeah. That's cool. Um, let's end this show. Yeah. Let's end it. I think we did. We, this is a good show. Yeah, this was, was a good. Very went good off show. the rails and then we brought it back because we, we know how to podcast. Hey, look hey, at us. Hey, yo. Yay. Um, this show is brought to you by some wonderful executive producers. Take it away, Derek. Okay. This is this is executive produced by Elliot Bullock II, Lauren Javier, Adam Armstrong, Eric Nova, Brian Griebel. Ernesto Barreda, Spencer Weary, Sean Williams, Jico Chu, Brianna Scott, who just joined the Waltz apartment. Oh, welcome to 
Walt's apartment, our official podcast that you can yeah. find on Sean uh, Williams Spotify. and Brianna Schad. Yeah, good. And uh, one of our newer writers, Sean Nyberg. Uh, go ahead. We'll talk yes. about that here. In um, a Jacob Can- uh, Cano, Edward Rose, and Abby Stoshak. Once again, we can't appreciate you guys enough. Thank you so much for supporting us and all of everybody else who who subscribes to our Patreon. We love you. Yeah, you guys are awesome. I want to give a quick shout out to some of our writers who have just been so on top of writing. I want to welcome Sean Nyberg out of uh, out of the Pacific Northwest uh, in Washington. He joined the team, has already written about 10 articles covering parks for us, has a really, really, really good article on the legal background of the yes. Duke Kaboom lawsuit, which you need to read. It's, it's really good and insightful. Yeah, and it's not something that we normally post, but... He has My a God, degree in law, so yeah. he, it is perfect for him. So welcome to the team. He's also going to be one of the hosts on Walt's Apartment with uh, Sean Williams. So we're super stoked for him. Uh, Dempsey, you've been awesome. Uh, Josh. And he has a dope last name. <laughs> Palo or... I, th- I thought it said Pilot. Whatever. Dempsey Pilot. I think it's Palo, but we'll call him Pilot. Okay. Um, Josh Sharp, our boy. Uh, Josh one of is, our heads. Yeah, continuously doing a fantastic job. Sean Nasuti, who... Has his own website, but we'll here and there write a nice little review for the website. Uh, wrote a Remember the Titans review, which we love. Our girl Cammy. Yeah, we love our girl Cammy, Kayla. You know, everyone that's been a part of this website that's helped us grow to where we're at. We can't thank you enough. We Gotta appreciate give a all huge of you. shout out to Derek. He's been holding it down. Yeah, Derek, Derek. Skyler, man. Skyler, we're. Nah, that dude's a dick. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, screw him. Um, no, th- thank you. Thanks to our team and everyone that supports the Diz Insider. Uh, there's give us about a month or two, and you guys are gonna see an uptick in how we. Yeah, do we're gonna. Things. Yeah, it's we're gonna change shoot off fast. Yeah, so, so get, get ready, ready, get excited, and uh, producer in the background, give me that sweet. It's Corey. Sweet. It's oh, Corey. Oh, we can call him Corey now. Well, hey, it's Corey. Oh, yeah. Okay, Corey, Corey, give me that sweet, sweet outro music. And, and a one, a two, a, a three, three, a four. A five. Bye. Bye.